T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Middle stack comes back. Good speed. Middle stack for Cousins. Out of his skate, drops it back. Powering from backhand score! Big win for the Sabres yesterday. We are breaking all of it down and the injury issues as well. Uh, and and how, how else would you rather start your work week than chat with Paul Hamilton, who joins us on the Western Hotline. His segment brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today, planning for tomorrow. And by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Good morning, Paul. Happy Monday. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm good. The sun is out, and not so coincidentally, you're on everybody's radio or phone. So. <laughs> I think I, I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm sure they are both connected there, Mr. Hamilton. I think, don't you usually call me Mr. Sunshine? Yeah, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's right up there with. So uh, I got to be honest with you, Paul. My my Sabres day did not begin well with the Tuck and Darlene injury news, and we'll get into those two as well. But boy, the team rose to the occasion yesterday. They certainly did not play like a team that felt sorry for itself. They sure did. I mean, with a day off, I'm not sure if they knew, you know, Rasmus Dahlin wouldn't be playing uh, until maybe they got there. You know, I don't know. But uh, certainly when, uh, you know, two of your better players are not going to be in the lineup and one of them for a bit, for a while. So, you know, they they have to say, okay, you know, we (laughs) next guy up. You know, it's something that you always hear in pro sports, but it's true. And uh, Vinny Hinestrosa came up from Rochester and had what I felt was his best game of the year, not just because he had two points, but I thought, you know, he, he with the, re- the rest of the forwards were very good. They were fast. They really put a lot of stress on the Capitals' defense and, uh, you know, caused turnovers, went in one battles, and, you know, just an, another good game. And, you know, they, they approached the Maple Leaf debacle the right way they had 48 hours to figure it out and they certainly did because they go down to florida and win two games in places where they don't normally win and you know there were there were times in those florida games where they had to overcome some stress uh, during the game and they did especially in tampa bay well as you're approaching overtime and, uh, you know, now they come home and, and get a really good performance against the Washington Capitals, too. So, um, you know, they approached it the right way. They figured it out. And uh, now they have a three-game winning streak. I think in a big picture, Paul, not just overcoming the injuries yesterday and winning, but the way the week began. We all looked at the schedule and said, wow, this is a really big week. 
Leafs, Lightning, Florida, Caps, you know, two of the teams on the back end of that uh, slate of four games are teams you have to beat to get a wild card playoff spot. And I don't know that the week could have begun worse than it did. And for them to come back off that embarrassing Tuesday night and sweep Florida and beat Washington speaks volumes of, I think, the mental toughness here, but also the talent and the, the development of this team and the belief they have in themselves. Yeah, and they took it to heart, you know, and, and you know, as we had, I had mentioned, uh, you know, there was just no pushback against the Leafs at all, and they've had pushback in all three games. Uh, they've been in the other team's faces. I mean, even Jack Quinn wound up in a fight the, uh, yesterday. <laughs> he got challenged, and he said, okay, let's go, you know, type of thing. And, you know, he didn't win the fight, but he showed up, you know, and you should have seen the bench. And when he came by, it, it was near the end of the period, so he went to the locker room. And when he came by, I mean, they were they were just going crazy over there. <laughs> I mean, it was just a, a real lift for them. So, um you know, I've noticed the aggressiveness of Cousins since that game, you know, and a bunch of different guys. And just the way they've played and, you, you know, they've, they've, they're back to playing fast again. And they're back to getting in on the defense. And they're back to putting stress on the other team's defense where, you know, are, they make a bad play because they're under duress. Uh, you know, look at the goal Gergensen scored. Two Sabres, you know, Jost and Oposo get right in in the corner. Mm-hmm. And... You know, they're there in a flash, and sure enough, out, out comes uh, Oposo with the puck, and Gergen, since you know where he's going to be, going to the net, and uh, Oposo found him, and they get a goal out of that. So it, it's been a lot of tenaciousness in the offensive zone. They've been getting some offensive zone time. They've been able to, you know, get five goals, I'm sorry, six goals in Tampa, seven goals at home against Washington, and get enough goals to beat the Florida Panthers because the Panthers only scored once. You mentioned Quinn, Paul. Let's talk a little bit. I mean, he's been playing better of late anyway, but how about the opportunity he has now, at least yesterday anyway, being on that top line and thriving with Thompson and Skinner? And totally took advantage of it. He had the puck on his stick a lot. You know, and and it was right off the bat. I, I I might have been his first shift where he finds Owen Power coming yeah. in from the from left point and just lays a perfect pass over to him, and Power wasn't able to score. But it was a great scoring opportunity that he set up right away. You know, to to get it going. So if he had any jitters of all right, I'm playing with Thompson and Skinner, he certainly didn't show it because he he was right on top of his game right right off the start. And, uh, again, was one of their better players. You know, you're right. It was his pass that set up power. And, and uh, boy, on Cousins' second goal, another terrific play, right, by Quinn going up ice, you know, the quick transition game, but also his decision-making, Paul, his ability to hold on that play to, you know, it's, it's almost like a quarterback waiting for a receiver to get separation and then hitting him with a pinpoint pass downfield. And that's what Quinn did on the Cousins' goal. It seems like in the last week or two, he's developed a lot more confidence again. You know, maybe, you know, the confidence was wavering as in his rookie season. Things weren't going well. and But it seems like he's really developed some confidence in handling the puck and having the puck. And uh, I think it showed, and it was even better yesterday. I mean, look at the play he made, uh, you know, behind the net. You know, when, when he uh, goes behind the net and, you know, gets the gets – the, um, the puck out to, um, uh, I'm sorry, um, Samuelson, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, Samuelson had come in from the point. Yep. Quinn wins the battle behind the net. 
He sees him coming, gives him a great pass. That doesn't go in, but it leads Jeff to Skinner's one. right there right. where he's supposed to be, right in the crease, uh, ready ready for any type of a rebound, and he was there, and he was able to get the goal, but that's all started by the work that Quinn puts in behind the net. Paul's with us. Sabres questions, comments, lines are open, 803-0550. We did, we did this again. Joe and I went through the entire first segment and never talked about Dylan Cousins. So I'm not going <laughs> to screw that up again. I want to. I don't do this often, and there's a reason why, because I don't like saying nice things about you. But I want to give you credit, because I remember way back in May when Cousins was having a great right world championship for Canada. Mm-hmm. You were talking about how well he played and how much that might mean, and how he, you know, the the guy at camp and how he looked and all this other stuff. And yet, Paul, I mean, I didn't think he would blossom this quickly in his second full season the way he has. He's playing at 22. With such confidence and his speed, his hands, his ability, I mean, he's, his ability to finish plays, man, there's so much to love about this kid, and I didn't think it would happen this fast. Yeah, and I remember Jeremy asked me, all right, Thompson was the breakout guy last yeah. year. Do you yep. think there's a guy this year? And right away, I didn't even hesitate. I thought if there is a guy, it would be Cousins. You know, I don't know if 38 goals is on his plate, but, you know, I, I certainly think he's ready to make the jump because he was playing well at the end of last year, but I don't think he scored in the last 13 or 14 games. He just couldn't put the puck in the net, but it wasn't from lack of effort or lack of opportunity or anything like that. It, it was really going well for him. It just wasn't going in. So he goes to the World Championships, and Kevin Adams said, you know, when they had their meeting, he asked him, all right, what are, you, what are you going to try to accomplish that? And he said, putting the puck in the net. That's that's mm-hmm. what he's going for to, to work on. And sure enough, led the tournament in goals. You know, and, uh, you know, so, and I think that gave him the confidence. There it is. I can put the puck in the net. You know, here I am playing for Canada, and I'm playing on their top line, and I can put the puck in the net. And I think that gave him a lot of confidence that he carried into the season. Cousins yesterday, Paul playing on a line with Middlestat and Hinnestroza with Quinn up on the top line. It went pretty well, so I'd imagine that is going to, you'd guess that's going to be Granado's combination going forward here without Tuck? I would think so, yeah. I, I thought Vinny Hinnestroza played his best game, and it wasn't just because he had two points. I thought he was uh, doing well in on the four check and helping that line, uh, giving it support and, and doing well himself, and Don Granado said after the game, you know, he went, he kept himself ready. He, Don Granado told him that, look, it, you're not down there because of merit. You're down there because, you know, they got into a roster spot situation. And uh, he, he told him, you'll be back. You know, you are going to get another opportunity here. Be ready for it. And he was. He absolutely was ready for it. He goes, that's one of the reasons why coming up he wanted to put him right in the lineup because he told him that. And, uh you know, it paid off in a goal and an assist. I want to also ask you about Owen Power. You know, and I think, was it Granado maybe? Or I can't remember if it was Granado or Adam. Somebody talking about, you know, you got to be mindful of ice time. So Darlene doesn't play yesterday. Power elevates. Paul, he played 27 minutes and 43 mm-hmm. seconds in a game that didn't go into overtime. He had 28 shifts. He was, I don't know how often, but he would have been facing the Ovechkin line, I'm going to guess, fairly often. Yeah. Um, he was on the number one power play, and he also still had five shots on goal and did not forget about the offensive part of his game. And the kid is, like, uh, not even legally drinking yet, I think? I think he played more against Ovechkin than any, anybody else did on the team. 
uh, and being out there 27 minutes, I think you could have guessed that. So, uh, and, and it was funny because Don Granado in the pregame says, look, we're, we're already playing Owen Power yeah. 20-some-odd minutes. He goes, the minutes are going to have to fall on other people too because we're already playing him a lot. Well, he did get more. You know, he got up to 27 minutes, which isn't usually – where he is, he's usually around the 23-minute mark or something like that. So he wound up getting more minutes too. But you know what impressed me more about the fact that he was on the ice for 27 minutes is he was very active. Yep. You know, he was active in the offensive zone. So it wasn't like an easy 27 minutes. He did a lot of skating. He was in the offensive zone participating a lot, sometimes getting in on a four-check. He likes to do that. He likes to circle in sometimes to see if he can be that fourth guy in. And if it's not there, he'll be right back to, to the defense. And he doesn't get caught very often doing it, almost never. You know, he, he has a good sense for that, of when to get in there and, and when to get active. And, you know, the play we already talked about, he got active right away. You know, saw saw a gap down the down the slot area, took it, and had a great scoring chance. So that's what really impressed me is it was 27 minutes of a lot of skating because he was very active in that game. Okay, Mr. Hamilton, let's talk injuries. Let's start with the what, what appears to be the shorter term of the two, Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, what's going on with him? Kevin Adams says just something he's been trying to get through. And it just got to the point where they just thought he needed to rest. You know, he, he just couldn't do it anymore. So it's a day-to-day type, type of proposition. I don't know if it's going to keep him out. Well, you know, we'll see if he's at practice today. I don't know if it'll keep him out tomorrow against Columbus. But it was just something that they felt that they needed to rest for him. And it's a day-to-day type situation. Alex, Tuck is not a day-to-day type situation. So what's going on with him? No, uh, it, it, it sounds like it's at least two weeks, and then they'll take a look at it and see you know, where they're going from there. As uh, Kevin Adams said, he's week to week, and he's probably on the longer side of week to week than the shorter side of it. So um, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you if he's going to be back in two weeks or not, but it didn't really sound like it. It just sounded like, all right, well, Get him there, and we'll take a look at it and see where it goes. So, uh, you know, he's not going to be around for a bit, and how long, we don't know. He did say that he expects him back before the regular season is over. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see. You know, it's obviously going to get into March since we're only a day away from <laughs> March. And, uh, you know, at least get halfway through March and then uh, evaluate where he's at. I'm very curious, Paul, about their goalie rotation the rest of the way. And Lukanen allows four goals last night. There were some saves he made. There were big saves. Um, so I guess, one, what did you think of his game? And do we think we gained any clarity on what the rotation might be? Or are we still kind of just guessing day-to-day here? I've had trouble with his rotation all year <laughs> trying to figure it out. I usually have the goalies figured out. And I thought, oh, I think this guy, no, it's this guy starting. You know, I didn't, I didn't, even the other day in Florida, I didn't have Craig Anderson as, as the starter. But, you know, he looked at it and thought Craig Anderson at the time would give him the best chance to win. He, he thought it's, they needed a veteran presence in that game, and he provided it for them. And it was absolutely, a, it was obviously the right thing to do. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's hard for me to say. And, uh, Joe, I'll be honest with you, as I told Brian yesterday, uh, as fans who listen to the game know, 
I usually have an interview coming off the ice right at the end of the first period. Well, I got to get there. And it doesn't happen very often. Sometimes I miss a goal. Yesterday, I missed three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Just going downstairs to get to where I needed to be. So I didn't see two of the Capitals' goals, Uh, you know, know, their first two goals. I mean, I did see the Ovechkin goal, which went off the back wall and then came out in front of the net, and Milano was a breakaway. You know what I say about breakaways. I I always say that's not an easy save. I'm certainly not going to say that's a save or a goal you'd want back. But I always say with a goaltender, I wouldn't mind a big save there, you know, to stop, a, you know, you, one of your players just made a pretty bad mistake. And, uh, you know, bail him out. If you can bail him out, that's great. He did that in the first period. The Sabres started off in the offensive zone. We're playing pretty well. Next thing you know, there's a breakaway coming the other way. And Lucan had made a great save on that one because that would have been a little deflating probably that, okay, we were all over the Capitals and they come down and score. You know, now we're down one nothing type of a thing. So I thought that was a – at that point in the game, that was a pretty big save for him. But as I said, I only saw two of the four Capitals goals just because I was headed down. Follow up on Joe's goalie situation. Um, so Granado, right? Granado said something about maybe trying to use Anderson more down the stretch, Paul. So should I be worried about the goalie situation because of that? Do you think – would it possibly mean that Kevin Adams might look to – make a goalie acquisition by Friday? I wouldn't think so. No, I don't think he's looking for a goalie. I, I think he's looking for a defenseman. He might be looking for a forward now. Yeah. You know, with, with Tuck going down, as, as he said, uh, you know, he's more open than he was 48 hours ago, you know, when, when talking about the trade deadline because of the injuries and things like that. But back when we had him on the air, he said that, you know, with the loss of Casey Fitzgerald to Florida on waivers, you know, they're a little thin there. So you'd definitely be looking for that. Um, no, I, he's got three goalies up here now. I, I would be very, very, very surprised if he's looking for a goaltender. Uh, he's happy with his young goaltenders. Uh, the thing with Anderson, I still don't think that Don Granato was going to overplay him. I think Don Granato is very, very clear all season long that Anderson plays well with rest, and that's one of the reasons why his save percentage and why he plays well, because he's been getting the proper rest. So I, I can't see them all of a sudden throwing him in and, all right, he's the number one guy and he's going to play tonight and he's going to play two days from now and that type of a thing. Uh, I, I don't see that. I'm not saying it can't happen. Never say never. But uh, I, I just don't see that as, as something going on now. But he might play more than he has. You know, he, instead of five to seven days rest, maybe like he did, uh, you know, it was shorter rest for him to play in the Florida game. He had just played in the Toronto game for 46 or seven minutes. And then he came in and played very well in the Florida game. So it's going to be up to him how he feels and those types of things. And if Lukanen's going to start losing starts, then he needs to go back to Rochester because, as Kevin Adams said in the summertime, and he said all year long, he's got to play. doesn't matter where it is, but he has to play. And if, you know, for whatever reason they decide that they want to use Anderson more, he starts losing starts and doesn't play as much, then the right thing to do might be okay if he's not getting the starts he was getting here. Get him back to Rochester and get him in net there, but just get him in net somewhere. All right, Mr. Hamilton, thank you as always for the time, sir. 
All right, take care, guys. All right, Paul. Paul's article um, from yesterday's Sabres win is available if you'd like to check it out at WGR550.com. His segment with us brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today, planning for tomorrow. And by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. Uh, lots going on with the Sabres. We're going to flip the calendar to March, and they're in playoff contention. They're not in a wild card spot. Meaningful Cage, games in meaningful March. Meaningful games in March, which is... How about it? Not uh, 10 years. It's been a little bit of a while since that happened. That's right. So what stands out the most to you? Meaningful games are coming in March. Tage Thompson trending to be the first 50-goal scorer for this franchise in 30 years. Dylan Cousins, breakout year for him. Whatever else is on your mind. Who or what stands out the most to you as this wonderful Sabre season continues? 803-0550 to join us. Anything else you want to get to? In the wonderful world of sports, and we have some other topics coming up, uh, we will be uh, happy to take your calls as well. Uh, we'll talk NHL trade rumors coming up at 8.05, by the way. David Pagnotta will join us from thefourthperiod.com. We'll see if there's any Sabres rumors out there. Stay tuned for that on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here the opening period. We're tied at one apiece. Here's a chance right there. Dan Dunleavy on the call on goal number 40 for Mr. Thompson. We'll make that one of the moments of the game from yesterday. Brought to you by Firth Jewelers for all the moments your life go forth to Firth. So he's the 13th player in Sabres history to reach 40 goals. Uh, most recently it was Jeff Skinner a few years ago. The next goal for Tage Thompson. Going to go out on a limb here, Joe, and say he will get to at least 41. The mm-hmm. next goal will be the most goals scored by a Sabre since Dave Andrichuk. Wow. 30 years ago. Vanek never... He got 40. He got exactly 40? I believe so. I thought he had... Are you sure 07 he didn't have like 45? That must be right. It must be right that he got 40. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Vanek got to... In 2006, 2007, he got... Oh, no, he got to 43. Oh, okay, then I'm wrong. So that would be the most since then. Okay. But before that, Andrew Chuck. And then... 
Well, actually, <sighs> no. You know what? I'm sorry. After Andrew Chuck was LaFontaine and McGillney. So the most since LaFontaine and McGillney. But then would he have done that on the same team? No, he would have been gone for McGillney's 76 goal season. He's there for like the beginnings of their career maybe, but not the end. i got to double check this. Yeah, I'm pulling up too. 40 goal scorers in Sabre history. Because there have been, it's 13 guys, but it's happened, what was it, 26 times? Because obviously there were repeat 40 goal scorers for the Sabres over the years. Right. And do we think Rick Martin has like he has 10 of those? Perot, I think, <laughs> is on that list. Did Perot get the 40? I know he was more assist than... Yeah, no, he's on the list. I think he might have even gotten to 50. I'm, I should have saved the list from yesterday. Okay. Um, but, but Thompson, I mean, he's going to get to 50, right? Should, yeah. Like, we think he's going to get to 50? Yeah. Be surprised if he didn't. I, I almost said it on Friday with Jeremy, and I maybe kind of did, that I think there's a chance he becomes the Sabres' all-time leading scorer. If he averages 40 goals a year... Amazing, right, it, by the way. It, if he averages 40 goals a year, is that crazy things, in his contract? Things you thought you would never actually say. It, it's insane. Tage Thompson. Um, He could do it, but he's got to average 40 a year for this entire contract and then sign one more contract. Uh, with the Sabres. Here we go. 40 goal seasons for the Buffalo Sabres. Thompson just did it with 40. Vanek did it. Skinner did it. And then as you go back in time, exact, look at all the guys who scored exactly 40. Yeah, Miroslav Shatan yeah. in 99 scored 40. Yeah. Pat LaFontaine in 96 scored 40. There's McGillney 76 in 93. LaFontaine 53 in 93. Holy cow. Those two scored 120 goals combined. Yeah, that was all that right. year. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Chuck, as you mentioned, he had 41 in '92. Turgeon, Andrew Chuck, Felino, Gare, Perot, Martin, Gare, Perot, Perot, Martin, Gare, Robert, Martin, Martin, Robert, Martin. It's a fairly short list for a team that's been around for 50, what, three seasons or whatever it is now. Yeah. That Tage Thompson has joined. So Rick Martin has five 40 goal seasons. It's the most all time. Does Tage Thompson break that record? Will Tage Thompson have six 40-goal seasons in a Sabre career? I don't think so. I should, I should, I mean, I'm wrong about him to this he, point. In he's going to be at, so. he's at one, yep. and he's under he's contract close, for close last year. the seven-year extension hasn't even kicked in yet. What do you have last year? 38? 36, 30, I thought. 36? Maybe, maybe you're right, 38. You say no? I'm going to say no. You're betting him, Joe? I think I'm betting Yes. It, oh, man. I like the discussion about could Tage Thompson be the Sabres' all-time leading scorer. Really? I mean, the math we did was if he averages 40 goals a year for his seven-year extension. Oh, it says 280. If he averages 40 a year, then he just needs to sign like one more four-year contract, and he'll probably get there. It's a lot. I know he's very far away, and we're projecting out like a decade here. But See, what's going to happen, Joe, is the seven-year contract will play out. The Sabres will have won probably two cups in that time. <laughs> and he'll hit free agency and go, well, I got cup rings, I mean, so, I just, so I just want to go somewhere to close out my career. They'll retire his number while he's playing. If does that the happens. statue go up while he's playing, or does that happen after Ooh, his career? That's, that's a good question. What does Tage need to do for a statue? If he breaks the goal record for the Sabres and wins, and the, wins cup, the cup, he's getting a statue. He's got to break the goal record, win the cup. Con mm. Smythe trophy would be nice. What if he does one of the two? What if he just breaks the goal record but doesn't win the cup with the Sabres? Does he get a statue? I don't think he gets a statue. Okay, what if he doesn't break the goal record but he wins, wins the cup? Con Smythe and they win the cup? No. I think he's got to do, he's he's gotta gotta do, do both? the whole package. How wow. many statues are there? Well, one right now. As a group. Are we counting that there's the Tim Horton statue across the street? Nah. 
that's currently covered by fence, I believe, because of the construction going on. No. Okay, so one there's one statue. They'd have to find a spot for this new statue, also. If there's well, there's a, another on the other side of the, uh, the, 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 the like the other entrance. So the, if there's another statue going up, wouldn't it be Hashik would be the next statue to go up in addition to an alumni? I don't think Hashik. where you'd put it. I don't no? think Hashik. He's Hashik. not statue worthy? He's not statue worthy. I mean, he's the best player to me in franchise history. But I think the next statue has to be someone that wins the cup. So we or should, no or no statue. We're going to need to reserve space for Darlene too and his statue. Yeah, we can, listen. Jersey retirement. You know what? Like you, we you can have a low bar for Jersey retirement if you want. There's a lot of real estate up there. This is like right? uh, this is like the discussion of the Bills teams of the early '90s. Make sure you save a lot of space on the Wall of Fame because yes, you're going right. to have a run on some guys from the same era. Yes, this is this is like you got to have a really high bar. <laughs> You can't have ten statues out there. You can't. You get one well, or two there, statues well, look, tops. There's, there, are, there are different levels here. There's first, Sabres Hall of Fame. Yep. I think next would be Jersey Retirement. Yep. And then the top one is statue. Statue. Now, if you run the table, it's a pretty special. <laughs> no one's run. If, well, no, I mean, the, the French Perot. Connection has a banner and a statue. And they're all in the Hall of Fame. So, so they've all Right? Robert's got to be in the Sabres Hall. I can't remember. No, he doesn't. He's got 100%. So they ran the table. Thompson, will he run the table? But again, <laughs> but the statue has an asterisk. It's not an individual statue. Mm-hmm. It's the French Connection. Right. This is a one-player statue. Yeah, which has never been done in franchise history. Then, unless there's like a, could we do like so the Philadelphia Eagles outside their stadium? They have a statue of Doug Peterson giving the play to Nick Foles. You're the, kidding. The Philly special. They built a statue for that? They built a special for, or a wow. statue for that, yeah. I'll, I'll show it to you. That's funny. Um, great, great thing to do in an audio-only medium, by the way, is to show Howard a statue yes. live on the air here. You could describe but, it. It's radio. Yeah, so it literally is, and you'll see it here. I can't believe they built a statue for it's that. It's Doug Peterson handing oh the God, play or telling the play to Nick Foles. i got to be Bowl. honest with you. That's a terrible idea. So to me, my idea is... If Thompson becomes the all-time Sabre scorer and they win the cup, you have a statue of like Don Granado, like kind of over top of him, like hands on the shoulders <laughs> on the bench, like telling him something. Yeah, like the student and the teacher, Thompson and Granado. You could do that. Do you build like a little mini Ryan O'Reilly statue next to his because Thompson came in the O'Reilly trade? Could you just note, maybe note, just a little, off on the side, like tiny one? In the it's side. like the Russell Crowe gif where he's like Something. looking through the window, like right. what's going on down there? Right. We're getting very we, ahead of ourselves. They've not even made the playoffs, look, by the way. I yet. mean, we're we're having some fun with it. Some of this is not us like seriously talking. This is what it, happens when they're the good. Point, but that's that's the point. The point is where you're at as a Saber fan now. And what you went through and what you had to deal with for 11 seasons. It's been a long time, 15 years, since people around the league would look at a Sabres team and say, hey, look, they're good. They're fun. They're exciting. They're, they've scored seven or more goals five times this season. Yep. Seven They've scored five or more goals. I had this yesterday as because as a, as, I was curious when they hit the five-goal mark. They've played 58 games this season. How many times have they scored five or more goals in a game this season out of 58 games? Is it 20? It's 21. Yesterday was the <laughs> 21st time. That's insane. Right, and we're, again, in the That's context insane. of a few years ago, they, they literally had the worst offensive team in the National Hockey League. I think, I think when Housley was here, 
I think they finished dead last in goals for per game. Kruger had to finish last, didn't he? Kruger he would have been. To. Who was worse than Kruger? Okay, Housley was 30. Who was, was his coach? Is Kr- there going to be a coach that had less goals than Ralph Kruger? There can't be. Housley was 31st. Uh-huh. If you go back, well, they were tanking. I mean, the Nolan years, and they were tanking, they would have been 30th. Yeah, yeah. But Housley, when they were actually trying to win, mm. they were 31st in goals per game. And now they're second. With Kruger, they were, I think, mid to low and, 20s. And by the way, they're second to the, the greatest offensive player I've ever seen. Yeah, Edmonton. Like David's got, like, he's going to be have 160 points this year. He's out of the 80s. Yeah. So like it's, it's, they're a cheat code. You don't even count them, really. They're on a, they're on another planet. So rest of the league, the non McDavid teams. There we go. The of non McDavid teams, the Sabers have the most goals in hockey. It's funny, like you talked about, and the point of this is. Let me. We're going to grab a call here in a second. The point of this is is how excited you should be as yes. a Saber fan now. Okay, maybe you got a little carried away with the statues. I forgot. It's not <laughs> statues. You know what the next step is? Selling coins of these players at the supermarket is the mm, next step. Yep. Right? You're going to be standing in line for your Dylan Cousins commemorative coin at your local supermarket. Well, you're going to be upset when it's probably the digital tokens, right? Oh, we're, we're living in a new era. Now, really? we, the world has changed. We're doing digital it's tokens now. It's something you keep in your phone yes. as opposed to an actual hard That's token? exactly right. Oh. 803-0550 to join us this morning. Craig in Rochester, you're on WGR. Go right ahead. Morning, guys. Uh, before I get to the Sabres, Howard, I just wanted to jump the line on uh, wishing you congrats on retirement. Um, I- I've listened to you for years and years and years and years. I'm 34, so you I've literally kind of grown up with you as a listener. Um, so it's been kind of like part of my family in the morning. You, Jeremy, all the guys. And I always just thought you were, had tremendous, like a, a good level um just level takes like you you felt like one of us but you did such a good job with it and during covid it it gave a sense of normalcy when it was really difficult in 2020 especially i would listen to you guys every morning when i walked my dog uh, before work and it just it helped so thank you for that thank you for everything we've had some good times definitely some bad times um so i wish you well i do hope you're about to win a world series for you this year uh (laughs) thanks so no thank you very much that's very nice of you thank you with that said, uh, the Sabres, yeah, um, it felt like ever since Lindy left, you watched this team, and they were hard to watch. It, I, it, it, I love watching hockey. It's my favorite sport, and it was difficult. And then you watch other teams, it's like, why can't we be remotely like them? And all of a sudden, you know, Granato gets here, he's got these guys playing, and you watch yesterday. They don't. Dahlin's one of the best defenders in hockey. Tuck's a great winger. It's like they didn't even miss a beat. I mean, they're coming at you in waves. These young kids are so good. You know, Cousins has been great. But you have Krebs, who's his evolution. Quinn, you have all these kids. And he has them playing in such a good system. It's so enjoyable to watch. And we're finally entering March. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can have fun with hockey. I mean, in in certain ways, this is worse than the Bills drought. Because at least the drought, we got teased at points. Where it's like in December, maybe they have a shot. You had nothing. You got to March every year. And you weren't even remotely close to having fun. Um, and so credit to the organization and for just you know the work Kevin Adams and Nato has done to really turn this around pretty quick, um, considering they neither have been here super long. So uh, wish you the best, Howard. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, I, I think there's a number of reasons. I mean, the young players and the development of those guys is really exciting, Craig. But also, in terms of the roster construction, Joe, you brought up Hinnestroza earlier, mm. who had, had gone down to Rochester, came back, played well yesterday. But it's also the pieces around the core, right? Like yeah. Oposo has been a big important piece, right? It's the veteran guys too. Gergensen's Oposo. The Jost pickup 
Joe's been great. It's not a landmark yep. deal, but right, he's been great. You know, it's it's some of you know Labushkin just had a really big road trip for them, including the we didn't even you know the, the I didn't even give the you my Tampa thoughts Bowl. on the shorthanded goal by by Labushkin. Crazy, unbelievable. So it's it's some of the other pieces that have been put around this young core. It's about right total roster construction, and that's again, you should be excited that they're a legit playoff contender, but also the future is really looking bright because of the young players that are playing such key roles, but they've put together good pieces around those young guys to help out. Right. It feels like whatever their process is, they've got it. They they know they know how to evaluate talent. And their their timeline, the structure in which they go about it, it just is a lot it's just so much better than what it used to be, right? Like, just Botcherill at the end, like trading for Michael Froleeks and Dwayne Simmons to try to save it right at the end. It's just such a flawed way of doing things. This team is going youth and paying guys early, which has its benefits, and, you know, all the, 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 the development that they've had, right? Like, how many guys... We're developing and like Chris Taylor used to get a lot of credit mm-hmm. in Rochester, right, yep. for a great AHL coach. How many guys did during his time with the Amherst did they develop into NHL players? One, Victor Olsson. Yeah, I think that's list. it. Yeah, this team, Quinn already, Paterka has already done that. Mm-hmm. Right now in Rochester, I'm seeing clips every day on Twitter. Cool. Yuri Kulich is scoring like 50 goals. Yeah. Like, not really. I think he's got 15, but he's playing great. Rosine's playing great. Like their whole system of talent evaluation seems to be leaps and bounds what it used to be. And I don't know what that is. Is that Adams just being a great talent evaluator? Or is that Adams being that, but also knowing who to listen to? They're very analytical in their approach now. I think they have the second biggest analytics department in hockey behind the Leafs. So is is the data-driven element of of their management a big reason why they've gotten better at this? I just feel like so many things are at work in have improved how they've gone about building this roster. 803-0550 to join us. If you're on hold, hang on. More of your calls coming up. We'll talk NHL trade rumors at the top of the hour with David Pagnota from thefourthperiod.com. Let's get connected with our fans. 803-0550 to join us on this lovely Monday morning. Mark in West Seneca, you're on WGR. Go right ahead. Uh, Good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good, thank you. Good, good. Howard, congratulations. All I can say is it's about time you retire, give a spot to one of them young guys. He's across the table from me. And it's and you're right, it is about time. I'm believe me, I'm hundred percent with you on that one, Mark. Oh, but we're gonna miss you, Howard. You've been a great booster for Buffalo. So live life to the fullest and have fun and enjoy your family. Got three full bottles of cake vodka at home with my name on it. <laughs> I'm not gonna drink them all at once, Joe, don't worry. That's a nice start. That's yeah. a nice start. Friday at twelve ten oh one. Yeah, Joe, I, I, I've called you before about hockey. I love listening to you about hockey. But uh, I was at the game yesterday, so I'd like to talk about that real quick. But uh, you did make a pa- uh, statement in passing, and I'm an old guy, so uh, um, I'm partial to the older teams. Um, but you said Hasek was uh, the best player in franchise history. Mm-hmm. And he was great. And I'd put him right at number two. But for my money um, and growing up and being there from day one, uh, there was nobody better than Gilbert. He would have longevity. He brought the people out of the seat every time he touched the puck. He was dominant in his era, and he took the team to the finals. Um, uh, again, I mean, and the franchise was literally, literally the foundation was built on that man's shoulders. I will say this, though. 
in the comparison. Dominic did not have as much talent around him as Gilbert eventually did, but Gilbert was special. He was special. And, and this is from a guy who, at 10 years old, was at the very last game the Buffalo Bisons ever played mm-hmm. in the odd and won the Calder Cup that year. And the next season they became the Sabres. So I've been there since day one and watch them all, love them all. Always been a big Sabre fan. But uh, for, like I said, for my money, Gilbert was the best. And then lastly, really quick about the game yesterday. Uh, it's been, it was the first game I went to this year, um, and I had the opportunity to sit down low. I was like five rows from the glass um, in the corner. And it was striking to me um, how fast and the speed of our team is especially not only through the neutral zone, but when they get into the zone, uh, when, when they're on their game, the tape-to-tape passing, uh, they're, they're just flying around. People's feet are moving constantly. Uh, the, the D's moving in. They're moving out. Everybody's on, on their toes, and it's great to see. And with that kind of hockey, that running gun, you're going to have mistakes. You're going to have goals scored on you. I love the fact that Granado has taken this young group of kids and said, go do it, play to your talent, don't worry about the mistakes. I love hearing that, and seeing it firsthand this year in person was awesome because yesterday was fun, and it was great to see the 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 arena. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for the slip. uh, Seeing the arena just, just going crazy. It was like I was thrown back in time during the core of the great years of the Buffalo Sabres. So my my statement to the fans, get down there and support these kids because they deserve it. Well, it was a sellout yesterday, I think. Is that right? I think they yeah. announced a sellout yesterday. So I just had this open. Where was, by attendance, they've actually, I think, 18-plus thousand every game since the break, but I think even before that they've they've been doing really well. So, yeah, attendance-wise, it is the fans are coming back. And it's new, it's young, they're winning. Like to me, we're talking about Thompson statues, right? Like it, <laughs> it, it feels like it's the beginning of something that's going to be long, which is why I think Not people are so yeah. excited. Well, you know, I, I don't anticipate Thompson and Cousins both leaving on the same day in free agency in a couple years. <laughs> so I think it, I think it will be for a while. Mark, thank you for the call. 803-0550, taking your thoughts on the Sabres. Big win yesterday over the Caps. Anything else you want to get to, that's fine. We will talk NHL trade rumors when we get back with David Pagnotta, editor-in-chief of thefourthperiod.com. See if there's some Sabres rumors out there that's coming up in a moment on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.